Hey y'all, how you doing? I hope everybody's having a wonderful day and um so glad that you could tune back in with me today. Um Lord really laid this on on my heart and uh we're just gonna dive on in. Alright. So <clears throat> have y'all ever been in a rut? You know, like a spiritual rut where you go through these seasons in life um, where you're just down and, and lonely or, or you go and you find yourself um, not being able to pray like you, like you usually do or uh, not really, um, I guess, being in a season of joy. Because I'm going to be honest, I'm, I'm kind of in that season right now where I'm just... Bleh. You ever getting them bleh <laughs> ruts in life? That's kind of where I'm at right now. You know, I'm, I'm not really sure why. I just, I don't know. I just kind of feel like uh, a little far, I guess you'd say. And And it's sad. And it's sad. But, you know... I got to thinking the other day, and um, I'm broken. You know, I'm I'm broken. Uh, I'm a broken mess because I am a mess. <laughs> you know, nothing about me is perfect. Far from it. I'm just I'm a big mess. I admit that. You know, and I was listening to. Uh, David Crowder's song the other day and uh, it's a wonderful song if you've never heard it I very highly recommend it because it's such a beautiful song and it's called I'm Leaning on You and this song just spoke to me it's just really spoke to me and I've had it on repeat lately it's just I don't know just I guess finding comfort in the words because when you really listen and meditate on the words it just I don't know, it just wrecked me, you know, just feeling the, feeling the spirit move, and some of the words, um, in that song, like, when it starts out, it says, Jesus, take the beauty from the pain, and it, it's just, that, that line was just, I don't know, it just hit me like a ton of bricks, like, it's like I said earlier, I'm a mess, a beautiful mess, a broken mess, and that song, it starts out with, Jesus, take the beauty from the pain, take the beauty from the pain I'm going in, let me see the beauty in this trial, the beauty in this mess that I'm in, the beauty in the struggle, you know, uh, another verse, like the first line of the second verse goes, when no one else can love me, Jesus can. You know, Jesus, he loves you no matter how broken you are, no matter how down you are, no matter how low you get in life. Jesus loves you like no other. And, and the bridge of the song goes, I'm confident that nothing could ever separate us from God's love. And, you know, that's just, that line was just such a, a good reminder that 
no matter how far away I get from God, no matter these ruts I'm going through in life, you know, when I do feel alone, when I do go through this season where I don't pray as often or I don't read my Bible as often, when I go through these seasons in my life, it is so good to know that no matter how bad those seasons are, no matter how alone I feel, that nothing I do, nothing could ever separate me from the love of God. Because my God is great, my God is powerful, my God is big, and He loves me beyond anyone else, beyond anything else, like... The love of God just really amazes me. Like, it amazes me at how deep His love for me really is. Like, it's so hard to describe the love of God because it's deeper than any ocean. It's wider than any canyon. Like, it's just, it's just amazing. It amazes me of how deep His love for me is. And... That song just has so many truths that you can just keep saying to yourself over and over again when you're going through these spiritual battles, when you're going through these spiritual ruts and trials in life. You know, it's it's just, it's amazing. And something that has really been on my mind the past couple of days is the word brokenness. Brokenness. And... You know, God sees the beauty in our brokenness. God sees how beautiful we are, no matter how broken we are. God, he's seen us at our lowest in our lives, and he still sees the potential that we have to use our brokenness for his glory. And that just amazes me. You know, that just, that God could use somebody like me for all my flaws for, you know, my brokenness and how weak I am. And he can use that to benefit somebody for his glory and and for his purpose. You know, it, it's just amazing. And as you read throughout the Bible, you know, God, he, did, he didn't choose the most qualified person for the job to get the job done. No, God chose the unqualified people. He chose the broken people. He chose the unwanted people. And you want to know why God chose them? You want to know why God chose the unwanted people, the broken people, the unqualified people, the not good enough people? God chose them because he can turn their brokenness into greatness. He chose to choose, you know, like he chose somebody like Moses. Moses had stutter. Moses stuttered. Because when you read in the Bible, when God talks to Moses through the burning bush and he tells him, I want you to go set my people free. Let my people go out of Egypt. Moses said, Lord, I am slow of speech. I stutter. I'm not good at at talking. You know, I'm not good at public speaking. How how can you use me when I have this stutter, when I'm not good at this, when when I... can mess this up. God used Moses to free the Israelites out of Egypt. He's like, come on. I'm with you. Let's go. God chose David, a shepherd, to become one of the 
greatest kings of Israel. And David wasn't an adulterer. He took another man's wife. You know, he had Uriah killed so he could have, uh, I can't remember her name at the moment. <laughs> I think it was Bathsheba. It was Bathsheba. That was her name. Yeah. Sorry. I had a, I had a Abby moment. I call it where I just, my mind goes blank. Anyway. Um, yeah. Like David saw her, thought she was pretty. He's like, oh, we got to get rid of that husband. She got to be mine. He paid for it in the end when they lost their firstborn son. But then he was given Solomon, which was a blessing because God's amazing. But, I mean, God took an adulterer and made him one of the most greatest kings that Israel ever had. God took Peter, a disciple of Jesus. You know, like in an earlier segment that I had done where Peter walks out on the water to Jesus, he looks, he started to doubt, and then what's he do? Start drowning. But you know what? God reached down and brought him back up. Peter was a doubter. But yet he helped spread the gospel. And finally, I mean, there's so many, so, so many examples of God taking broken people and doing great things with them. But I think probably one of the best redemption stories in the Bible, in my opinion, this is my opinion, is Paul. Because when you read the Bible, Paul was a murderer. He murdered Christians. He murdered the faith. Like, he butchered it. He hated it. He despised it. God took a murderer of his people and transformed him into one of the greatest advocates for Christianity. He took someone who despised him, who rejected him, who spit upon him, who killed him like for what he stood for, who killed believers and his people and, and what they wanted and what they stood for. And he took that and he molded and shaped and, and that person became probably one of the greatest prophets in the Bible. Or, uh, I think he was a prophet. You know what I mean. If you read about Paul, you you know what I mean. Uh, I'm not sure if he was a prophet, but... Moving on. I mean, God used them for his purpose and his glory. No matter that Moses stuttered, or David was an adulterer, or Peter doubted, or Paul, who was known as Saul, you know, before he changed, was a murderer. I mean... God used that for his plan and his purpose for greater things. And like I said, there's many more examples in the Bible, but them four I just thought really showcased what God can do. You know, being a believer and being a Christian, nobody ever said that being a Christian was easy. Christians still get persecuted. Christians still get uh, looked down upon and, and ridiculed. But 
being a believer and knowing the end game and knowing the reward that is to come at the end of this life through serving Jesus. I can't even describe how wonderful it is to know what to expect. And and I don't even really know what to expect. I mean, from what I've read, heaven sounds amazing. It It just... I can't even really grasp what heaven is like because you know our minds we can't we can't really grasp the full effect of how wonderful heaven truly is and one of the things that I really want him to hear when I get to heaven is for Jesus to look at me and to say well done my faithful servant well done Thou good and faithful servant. To hear Jesus speak those words would probably be one of the greatest accomplishments I've ever done in my life. To know that, you know, I I served God with all I had. That I was able to further the kingdom for his will and his glory and that I, I made a difference and an impact on somebody because I told them just how amazing Jesus was. And I mean, it, if you can't tell, I'm crying. But, you know, like when you really think about how amazing God is and how he can take some broken mess like me and see the beauty and the potential in it to further his kingdom and and to give his name glory and spread the name and fame of Jesus like it makes you emotional it, it really does but good emotional <laughs> you know like it, my mind just can't grasp it. it it just really can't and you know I'm nothing more than a broken person in need of a wholesome Savior. I'm weak. I fail. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm as low as they can get. Yet Jesus, he was like that one. That's the one I want. I want the ones who are broken, the ones who, who are weak, who can't make it. I want that one. Because I see their greatness. I see the potential they have. How amazing they can be. And I can give them that life. I can give them that life. I can transform them into somebody who is so good and so great and helps others. All for my benefit and glory. And, and that's another soul that gets to come see me in heaven. You know, usually when we see something that's broken, you know, like we, we break something or, or or someone breaks something, we, we see all these broken pieces. We're like, we automatically have to throw it away, right? Because we're like, oh, that don't work no more. You know, it, it, it's not like it used to be. We can't use that. It's, <laughs> look at that. We, we can't do that. We got to throw it away. Can't, it's never going to work again. It's never going to work right. 
I'm so glad that when God saw me and saw my brokenness, he wasn't like, oh, got to throw that away. She ain't ever going to amount to nothing. She ain't good enough. She's not going to, you know, she's not going to be able to, to spread my joy and my love like I need her to. She won't work right. Oh, got to throw Abby away. She ain't good enough. You know, God, he, he didn't do that. He was like, you know, yep, Abby there, she's she's going through a rough time. You know, she's she's far at the moment, but I see, I see that potential. Abby, you might not see it. You might not see it right now, but girl, you going places. You just got to stick with me. You going to do great things. You're going to help people. You're going to make an impact in life. You're going you're gonna to be able to help those who have walked in the same steps as you have before them. You're going to make impacts. You're going to help them through that trial. You're, you got it. You might not see it now, but you stick with me, kid. I got you. I see the beauty in your brokenness. I see your potential. I see how amazing you can be and how impactful you can be on people. Why? Well, you love me. You trust me. You lean on me. I help you. We're a team. You got me. You'll always have me. I'll never fail you. Even if you fail me, I'll never fail you. It's nice to know that God didn't throw me away. He chose me. I wonder, you know, if we could love the broken people like God did. The impact we'd make on people. As humans, we're so quick to judge by outside appearances. We don't look at the beauty in the hearts. We don't look at the potential in the souls that people have. We see hatred. We we judge. We, we automatically are like, oh, nope, not good enough. What would happen if we put aside hatred? What would happen if we put aside all these all these things that that make us want to be a arm's length from people? And we we truly looked at them. We truly looked into their hearts. We truly looked into their souls. And we saw the potential that they had and we saw the beauty and their brokenness, the beauty and the and the trials they're going through and how strong they really are and how strong they really can be and, and an impact they can make on people. If we love them, if we show them God God's way and how amazing he is and, and, and lead them in righteousness and in God's joy and love. The impacts we'd make. I was reading in some verses and uh, the book of Psalms, one of my favorite books, as I'm sure many of you are aware of. You know, I I was trying to find verses on brokenness and how God can turn brokenness into greatness. And really, uh, Psalms, what I got written down, Psalms 40, chapter 40, verse 17 It says, But I am poor and needy, yet the Lord thinketh upon me. Thou art my help and my deliverer. Make no tarrying, O my God. 
I'm poor and needy. That's me, you know, like I, I'm poor, I'm needy, but God, he thinks about me. He thinks on me. He's my help. He's my deliverer. He's there for me. My God's got me. You uh, turn over to Psalms 42. This verse is repeated um, twice. It said, uh, 42 verse 5, Why art thou cast down, O my soul, and why art thou disquieted in me? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. It's repeated again in the same chapter in verse 11. Why art thou cast down, O my soul, and why art thou disquieted within me? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him who is the health of my countenance and my God. Go on to 40, chapter 43, down to verse 5 of, ch of chapter 43. Why art thou cast down, O my soul, and why art thou disquieted within me? Hope in God. For I shall yet praise him who is the health of my countenance and my God. Now within two chapters, that verse is repeated three times. Why art thou cast down, O my soul? Why are you dis why am I so down? Why why are you disquieted in me? Hope thou in God. Hope thou in God. Hope thou in God. No matter how down you get in life, hope in God. Why? Because God's got you. He's got your back. He's got your best interests at heart. God is for you. He's not against you. He is with you. He will always be with you. He loves you. No matter how broken you get, God is always there because He loves you. He died for you. He sent His Son for you. He made the ultimate sacrifice for you. It doesn't matter what you look like. It doesn't matter the color of your skin or your political affiliation or anything else. You know, with all, all the hatred going on in the world, with all this all, all this mess and, and, and everyone's so angry at everybody. It doesn't matter to God. He loves you nonetheless. He loves you all the same. God died for the Republican, Republican as he died for the Democrat. God loves you. It don't matter what's going on in the world because God loves you. He's got your back. He has your best interest. All you got to do is surrender to Him. Trust in Him. Hope in Him. Hope in God. That's all you need. He sees the beauty in the brokenness. He takes that brokenness and turns it into greatness. Where you see a scrawny little kid who amounts to nothing, God might see the next Billy Graham. Where you see a worthless loser, God sees the next Ravi Zacharias. Do not quit on yourself when God hasn't quit on you. He loves you. He died for you. He's there for you. No matter how broken you get, no matter how downcast you get, no matter how far away you get, He loves you. He's there for you. He has always got your back and your best interest at heart. God loves you. So quit not loving yourself. Look for the beauty and the brokenness. You know, this, this has really been on my heart the past couple of days. And, you know, with everything that's going on in the world, 
I've just I've just been quiet because I don't want to make anybody mad. You know, like I I don't like conflict. I don't like making people mad. I don't like people being mad at me. But you know, I'll make people mad if 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 it's what's right for God. If that makes sense, like. If the Bible says it's wrong, then am I, is it wrong? I stand upon truth. I stand for God. And I might get some backlash for that, and people might get mad over that, but, you know, it it is what it is. Like, I'm going to stand for what God says is right. I'm going to stand on truth. I just want to let everybody know that I love you. I'm praying for you, as I hope you're praying for me. And I just want to be the Christian I need to be and to love people and to bring joy and comfort. And I hope that something I've said has has helped somebody. I love y'all, and I just want to do what is right. Y'all have a wonderful day. Forever and always, Abby.